Hi, I'm Ryan O'Hara, CEO and founder of Pitchfire. You're listening to Take Me Off Your List, presented by Pitchfire. They pay us the big bucks, and if you use them, they'll pay you the big bucks to get paid to get pitched. Take Me Off Your List is the rally cry of millions of B2B professionals out there. This podcast tackles all kinds of things around go-to-market. So whether you're in marketing, demand gen, sales, or just like the sound of my voice, you've come to the right place. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to Take Me Off Your List. Like that, I hit the record button and my podcast voice comes on. Oh my God. Guys, I have a special guest for you today. This is somebody who I raised out of a nest. I was a mama bird and I would go get food out in the wild and bring it to the nest and then vomit it up into his mouth. (laughs) What an introduction. Everybody say hi to Rishi Mather. What's up, Rishi? Are you going to leave the podcast now? Yeah, it's pretty much over. How dare you tell people you vomited in my mouth? That was our thing. That was very gross. I'm so sorry if you're a professional person. You're like, I want to learn best practices about marketing, sales, and demand gen. And all I'm learning about is this gross thing. That's what about birds how do, this though. Guy had his apartment. Listen, I had to stay in your apartment, uh, your house. And upstairs in the house, I would wake up to you gargling water and throwing it into my mouth. <laughs> All right. Listen, guys, it's December. We're getting near the end of the year. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff cooking and going on. I want to talk about something today that's been on my mind, and I couldn't think of a better partner to spar with than Rishi Mather. Rishi uh, recently just took a job at Yieldify. Hasn't started yet, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit into that in a second. Today, we want to talk about why most B two B content sucks and how you can make your B2B content not suck. What do you think, Rishi? Does that sound fun? That sounds like a blast. Wow, golly. All right, cool. First off, you um, want to tell them- say distinguished author, Rishi Mother, because now I wrote one book. Oh yeah, this morning Rishi sent me the mock-ups of a draft for a, a book made for children, an illustrated book about sales, right? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell if you're insulting my intelligence or saying that it was actually for children. Like I couldn't tell if like, oh, I made this for Ryan or I made this for a child. Wait, hold on. Did you not hear what's happening out West <laughs> and the, the new trends are happening? People are buying children's books for adults to learn about things. No, I didn't know that. That's We got to get in on that trend. That's what you're doing right now? Yeah, it's a trend of <laughs> giving adults a kids books. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that, that must explain why it says Rishi Seuss on the book cover. Um, yeah, right. Fun fact, Dr. Seuss actually uh, went to Dartmouth College up in New Hampshire, where I'm from. That's Did you wild. Know? Yeah, wow. pretty pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty sure he got canceled, but I'm not exactly sure the details of him being canceled. I have to read into it a little bit more. Um, Rishi, let's By the way, Ryan, be- you know you lost seven audience members because we're not talking about anything. What, come, no, that's not true. They're engaged. They're excited. I see it right now. What are you talking about? Let's talk about B2B content, Rishi, for a second. So uh, you, you're going to be starting a role by the time this podcast goes up at a company called Yieldify. What, what do they do, Rishi? What are you going to be doing there? Yeah, I'm going to be helping them personalize websites. Whoa. So that's what they do for people? They personalize websites? Yeah. So basically the concept goes into... Um, when a consumer en- en- enters your website, they build surveys and stuff on the website. So it's not like, so when you answer the surveys, the website then forms into a personalized, uh, to personalize for you. So the idea goes into, you go to a website, you want to buy a shoe or something like that. 
you answer like a question or two in a survey and then the website takes you to parts of the website where you could buy the shoe you're looking for and stuff like that. So it's more personalized for your experience. So yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. During this time, Ryan edited down what Rishi rambled about for his business after 10 minutes. And <laughs> we'll take you back on where the conversation, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish I could fade, I should fade you down. <laughs> Uh, well, that really exciting. The thing that's we got to be careful about for Rishi today is that um, he hasn't started yet. So we're not going to, we'll have to have him come back on the show and talk a little bit more once he gets more insight and learns a little bit more about the e-commerce experience, which if you're listening to this, uh, still really relevant, could be something to keep tabs on. Go follow Rishi on LinkedIn. Rishi, I want to talk a little bit about how he made so much good content over the years. Um, for people that don't know your background a little bit, you came in and worked at Lead IQ. I'm going to go into the backstory a little bit of how we hired you at Lead IQ. Um, you made killer content for us for a couple of years, and then you somehow betrayed all of us and used that to leverage yourself into a job at LinkedIn, making materials and stuff for their sales team and their sales training and stuff. And um, before, you know, you, you just basically stayed busy doing this stuff. But for a lot of people that don't know, you actually moonlight as a stand-up comedian, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. And it's not like, you're not someone that's like, hey, I made a joke at an open mic night and got booed off. I've literally seen you, you played at Caroline's, you've opened mm -hmm. for amazing comedians. Who's the biggest comedians you've opened for? Nate Bergasi would probably be the biggest right now. Uh, Ronnie Chang, I opened for him once, and Hassan will be the three biggest. Yeah, you, first name doesn't make anything. Who's Hassan? No one knows who that is. Well, of course, they, if, listen, if you're an Indian person listening to this, you know who he is. Anyone that's brown would know him. He's a, he's our Gandhi. Well, he was our Gandhi. Then he called God, Then he got canceled. Kind Use the of, full name. Really. Use his full name. Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. Thank you. Thank you. Not everybody <laughs> follows stem comedy like we do. So they don't know the names. You got to do that. You got to tell them. You got to tell them the facts. Drop down some nuggets. Um, I, I've seen you do stand up before. I've actually recorded you a couple of times. I've had a great time. Um, Rishi actually originally applied to be a sales development rep at Lead IQ. And we make every person that we were interviewing at the time send us a prospecting video. And Rishi's video was so funny that I was like, May, we got to get this guy to come do marketing instead. And I'd, I remember you wanted to do something with a puppy party or something. I don't remember the whole <laughs> story, but we never looked back. Rishi came and lived up in New Hampshire with me and basically chatted me for three months. And we, Gave him a crash course in, in doing uh, pro content marketing. Um, and the cool part is no one had ever hammered you away at making bad content because you were like a clean slate, right? Mm -hmm. So we go and used to roast people all the time in marketing that we'd see make content because it wasn't interesting. What are some of the things that you do to like lay in and put comedy into business? Yeah, it's a really good question. Oh, interesting question, Ryan. Um... Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you you just do a dub in now. You're like, we had to edit down Ryan's question because he rambled. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, that's a really good question, Ryan. Um, yeah, it's just very it's okay. It's very simple, right? You find out what the joke is that you're putting out, right? So it depends on what the topic is. You just go, what can what is the joke here? And then when you figure out that joke, you just insert it into a story like format, right? The way you taught me, right? So for example, one of the videos that we did back in the day was. How many, the world record of putting people in a phone booth. Oh, I remember this. Room. Remember right, backstory, this? backstory a little bit. We were at the AISP conference. Here's a tip. When you go to conferences, bring your camera and make make content. That's what we used to do all the time. All the time. And there was this company called Room, and they have these little phone booths you can install in your office that are like mini conference rooms that people can use. And they cost like what? I think they're like five grand each or something. They're like pretty standard, but they're really nice. And we saw that they were selling them at this conference 
that we're at. I'll let you take over from there. That was the setup. Yeah. So when we look at this booth, right, what's the joke there? The joke is it's a booth meant for one person. So that our joke becomes how many people can you fit into this booth? Like how many humans can you physically put into this booth um, without having HR write you up? <laughs> like that's like the fine line way to draw. So that's the joke. So the question becomes when you put all these people in a room, what's the story? Well, the story is, can we set a world record putting people in the room? And we did. Because no one else tried it. No one else attempted it. So the room being the phone booth, record. the phone booth, basically. So we we made this video and at the conference, you know, it's kind of a knockoff of, what? I remember that when the Volkswagen bug came out, they used to do these campaigns where they'd see how many people they could fit in a Volkswagen bug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we kind of stole that a little bit and just did that in a phone booth. And I don't remember how many people we got, but we got a lot of people in it. Yeah. Volkswagen did a lot of things. They even put a basketball player in a car. Like, can we fit a basketball player? No, we can't. <laughs> that was their whole commercial. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's actually a great example of a brand. They came in the United States and basically were like, Hey, all these car companies talk about how great their features are, the quality of the build, the safety and all that stuff. We're just going to poke fun at ourselves and how strange our little cars are. And they built such super fans doing it. And that's the key thing here with B2B marketing and making content. If you want to build super fans up, you got to do stuff that's interesting. You got to do stuff that's entertaining. We we do this room video and here's the playbook. We go film this. Room's at a conference with us that are we're both going after sales teams and sales leaders who are saying, man, maybe my reps will make more calls if they have a private place to make phone calls in, the, in our big open concept office, right? We make this video. The company room puts it out on LinkedIn and shares it with lead IQ bumpers at the end and a lead IQ logo in the bottom right, what do you think happens? All these people say, huh, what's lead IQ? They go over to our page, they follow us, they go to our site, we index and put a cookie on them and then we follow them all over the internet. And guess what they see in the internet videos when we follow them? They see ads with Rishi in them, who's also in the room video. That's That's right, but now we're in a cookless world, Ryan. How do you feel about that? I don't know, man. I feel like, well, I I can't wait till AI replaces you. Well, I just, it's not going to replace me. I've, I've moved on from marketing. I'm now a, a, a powerful CEO. You're, <laughs> you're a marketing guy. You're, you're, I mean, you're, you're for all constructive purposes. Chat GPT could do about 80% of your job, dude. It probably could, but here's a, here's a real kicker. How do you know that I'm not an AI bot right now? And then the real Rishi's watching TV. Ryan had to cut ahead in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> But the- but I, I think when making content to answer your first question, I think the one thing that most people forget is that we're humans. We're not stop marketing to us as if we're like in like this persona that you're just hitting the targets and hitting keywords in. No one understands what you're talking about. No one cares. There needs to be a relatability and there needs to be an emotional touch to it. Like what's the emotion you're feeling when building content? And that's the one thing you taught me is like, what do you feel? And what's that emotion you feel? And then sit with that emotion. And then the harder you can bring that emotion, the better. I'll give you an example. I was watching the Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> the Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey Dahmer what? Give their plea at the very end to Jeffrey Dahmer. Everyone's reading their list. They go, hey, I'm sad that this person's gone, that you killed this person. I can't believe you did this. But the one girl who came through, she didn't do any of that. She just goes, I hate you. I hate you. And just looked at him and just gave such a passionate speech about how she hates this man. And that's the only speech that anyone remembers because it was filled with so much passion and emotion that you felt her pain. Outside of like the people going, I'm sad, you didn't really feel their pain until you actually saw what their pain looked like. And that's what you got to do is show them your emotional truth. 
as Hasan Minhaj would put it. <laughs> Hasan Minhaj, <laughs> the stand-up comedian, in case you don't know who that is. Yeah, and if Who you guys don't know why he got canceled, he got canceled for lying. And that's, oh, why he, that's why he's kicked out of the Daily Show host, because he was supposed, through the Great Fires, he was supposed to be the Daily Show host, the new one. And then that um, that New Yorker came out and really uh, detracted his career. And now he has to regain, and hopefully he can get back the Daily Show host, but he probably not. So you make content, Rishi, for businesses. You've made content for comedy. Obviously, there's different things that you talk about. One of the things that I noticed that's really unique about your stand-up comedy is you talk a lot about being someone of Indian descent growing up in New Jersey and the United States. Um, right. It's not the only thing, but it's definitely like some of the jokes that you tell are from your perspective. I think B2B marketing is also from that too. Like if you're going to do B2B marketing, you can tell stuff from your experience and what you've been through uh, for mm -hmm. things. For example, like when I make copy for a landing page, a lot of the time I'm like, I know everything this person's probably feeling when they're on this landing page. Let me call it out. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like I just call it out and say what it is. And you do that really well with your comedy. I think you also do it really well in your content. Um, where do you get ideas from? So like, do you like, do you feel like a lot of the stuff you're doing satire or is it more like, where, where are you getting these ideas from when you come up with B2B content? Oh uh, yeah. The people are, our, our actual. So the one thing I, I learned, and this is also all from lead IQ. It's very funny how everything from lead IQ just all comes to play. I go where our ICP technically is, right? Where the people we're selling to the hiring managers, the, the users, wherever they are and wherever they're talking, I go there and I just hear what they're saying. Once I hear what their pain points are, what they're trying to talk about, what they're trying to learn about, I then build content for that. I literally then go and build that content. So, all right, I'll give you an example though. Like you, uh, this is one that's crazy. This is really good. We both grew up with cable, right? Mm -hmm. Our generation grew up with cable and you'd be watching Comedy Central at 11 p.m. at night or you'd be watching a Point Break on TBS or you know yeah. something like that. <laughs> And he would see a commercial for a late night, like sex telephone service. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a video once where you promote a webinar for us where you did a parody of like those commercials, which are six really, line, yeah. really sketchy commercials, really like over the top and silly. And Rich, Richie just did the same exact thing to promo a webinar. And sure enough, the video he put on LinkedIn probably had 30 times as many views as our webinar did for signups. But like mm -hmm. when we asked people how they found about it, people were talking about it in chat during the webinar about how you made a ridiculously silly ad and that's how they found out about the webinar. Yeah. Um, you're probably listening to this and be like, I would never do that. Like I'm not kind of doing stuff with like sex or politics or religion or any of that stuff. You can avoid that stuff. Obviously you don't have to do that. But like, how'd you come up with that idea? Like what made you think of it? Yeah. Um... I actually saw a commercial that was on YouTube. Like I was like, I was going through YouTube because I remember we did that infomercial. Remember the infomercials we did? Yeah. Well, let's stay on this story and then we'll go into that. Right. Yeah. So I was YouTubing like stuff like from our past. And then I remember I saw this thing that like it was ad for like, like when I was watching Girls Gone Wild was a part of this like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Nick and Night thing. So yeah, it, that's it, right. Watch this YouTube video. You saw that little clip of it. And then all of a sudden it goes into the scene and I go, oh, wait, hold on. Then it got my brain clicking, like, what else did we watch when we were kids and how could we make fun of that? And then one of them was like a sex chat line was like one that was very predominant back in the day. And I saw it on YouTube and I saw a bunch of them on YouTube. Yeah. And I go, I could bake something off this. But it came out because we were doing those infomercials. I was looking at stuff from the 90s that we could do something about nostalgia because people love nostalgia commercials. People love nostalgia. Yeah. And the cool part is you did this thing that had a framework that was already existing and you fit 
the content of what we wanted to get out into the framework. And that's a key part of this when you're doing silly or engaging marketing with B2B content. Like you gotta like come up with the idea and then figure out how to fit your information in during the, while you're doing the idea. Um, that's like a key takeaway that I got from that example. Um, there's plenty of more of them too that we've done before, but um, that one comes to mind because like you got the information about when the webinar is, who's gonna be on it and why you should sign up. But like you, in the way you did it, you're like, hey, everyone, are you looking for a good time? <laughs> and it was just like, I just remember I saw it. You, The best part is Rishi didn't tell me he was doing it. So like, he's like, <laughs> I'm just going to put it online and I'll deal with the consequence after. And I was laughing so hard when I saw it. I was like, wow. <laughs> and like- it's between that and the spelling bee which were some of our favorite videos oh tell the spell tell the spelling bee story well no you gotta tell the spelling bee because that was your idea i just had to film it i didn't come up with that idea it wasn't me no i didn't come up with that idea you know what? it might have been it might have been kevin tully okay you want to go in the background of this yeah so kevin tully was our account manager uh, uh at creation agency which was the agency we used at lead iq and kevin used to share he told us about this video of this guy we shared a video with us in slack about this kid that was doing a spelling bee and he just fainted, right? Wasn't that what happened in the video? Yeah, yeah. Like he did, he spelled the word out, got it right, and then completely passed out. And we were like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then Rishi was like, I got to make a video like that. I'll let you take <laughs> it over. I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it over from there. Yeah, so then I saw that. I'm like, we can make a video. And the first thing you said was, man, that's not a good move. And I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> well, I thought, so it was gonna look, I thought it was going to look bad because we didn't have good green screen tech at Lead IQ. And no, like, we didn't. So like, even though we didn't have great tech, Rishi still did it and made it work. Do you want, what happens in the video? Do you remember? I, I don't actually. Yeah. I was supposed to spell a word, like a sales word. And then right when I was spelling, I went halfway. I had like a mini like seizure. I fell down. I collapsed. I got back up and I spelled the word and I got it correct. And that was yeah. it. That was the whole video. And, and then it had a link. Reason, it had a link. We put a link in the comments for people to sign up for whatever the event was that we were doing. It was a Casey Jones webinar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're working with our friend Casey Jones, Better Jones. Go check her out if you don't follow her on LinkedIn. Um, anyway, go on. Sorry. And then I didn't think it was gonna be good because I sent that into Nick with the green screen that I sent it in. Nick's our, Nick's our, Nick was our editor, guys. You got to explain this stuff. People don't know who you're talking about when you do this. Wait, do we still work with Nick or no? The editor. Yeah, at that point. Yeah. Nick, okay, so for give people him a that... shout out every episode. Nick, I'm giving you a shout out. I know Ryan doesn't do it. I give Nick credit. Nick. <laughs> Nick was the mastermind behind any of the great videos that I've made over the years, like, or we've made over the years, we did with Nick. Like Nick did our cuts for like the Dines Ready music videos I made back at Dine in 2012, 2013. Nick did those with me. Um, I did a crazy stunt with like, <clears throat> we can go into this stuff, but a lot of the videos we did, we did with Nick. Um, yeah. I will and Nick note used to have hair, by the way, but ever since he started working with Ryan, he, he lost a lot of it. Is that true? He's not balding because he kept ripping his hair out of his head. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I th me? I'm the cause of that? <laughs> it's it's funny. I was just talking to um, John Mazza about working with Nick. Um, but just staying focused on this, please, because I want to stay focused on the, the, the concepts here and how to do this. Yeah. Thing. If you're listening to this and you're putting marketing out there and you're just making content, and you're mailing it in. Like if your boss is like, hey, I want to see a 800 word blog post on attribution marketing. Dude, get out. <laughs> you can yeah. do better. Instead, go like, go figure out a way to make it interesting and engaging. Make it a game. Go get people. I remember Rishi did this piece of content once where um, 
He I'm got not a, a businessman. Of- I'm a business man. Yeah, he he made this. <laughs> yeah, he made he made this show where like he asked a bunch of influencers in the sales space questions, and he recorded the reactions, and then we edited it all together. And it was kind of like a little game, and it was great. It was super engaging. You could tag all the influencers in it, and it was way better and got the same message out that we wanted about personalization and being smart with your prospecting. Um, you want to deliver your stuff in a vehicle that isn't boring. Even if you're writing a blog post, you can still make your blog post fun and interesting, or you can tell a great story. Ask yourself if the thing that you made in content marketing, if it got printed out and shared with everyone you went to high school with, would you be proud of it or would you be ashamed? And I think a lot of people would be ashamed of the stuff that they put out. Yeah. Can I say something about blog posts in general is that you don't have to have a 1200 word blog post for the sake of the numbers. Um, because it doesn't matter when people are going to your blog, they're looking at one thing. Does it answer my question quickly? If it doesn't, I'm moving on. And if you want to have more length, answer the person's question in the first sentence, like three sentences. Then if you want more, add more, but please answer the question that they have having because otherwise you lose a lot of traction. Go to marketingexamples.com. This guy's proven that blogs do not have to be 7,000 words in order to do something. It just has to be a consistent flow, a consistent messages using consistent words across your theme. So the algorithm could pick it up. But more importantly, answering the question as quickly as possible. Don't overbloat your stuff, please, please. All right. So let's talk about another content problem that people do. I think a lot of the time they talk too much about themselves. Yes. That's another part about it. Rishi, how do you avoid that? What's the easiest way to get it? So you're not just talking about your company or your product. You just sneak it in here and there, or what do you do? No, no, you educate. Education is the best tool, right? We're you're in a space to solve a problem. That's literally what your company is doing. If you're not solving a problem, in your space, then what are you doing as an organization? You're not doing anything. So you're solving obviously a problem. So in order for people to understand your solutions, they need to understand the problem and education of that problem and how it impacts them. Like, because people don't care about you. They care about them. I don't care about Ryan. I care about Rishi. So how do you sneak in the ask then? What do you do if like, let's say I'm like, let's say I'm looking and saying, I can't get people to respond to my prospecting. And the, the cure is pitch fire. You can go send pitches to people on pitch fire. How do you sneak that in? Like, where would I sneak that in to make it work so it's not about me? Honestly, towards the end. Yeah, you just have a little CTA or something at the you bottom. You just have a CTA. Hey, if you want to learn more about this, you can click here. We can guide you. Or if you want to, if you have, a, and also throughout your whole uh, blog, you're going to have backlinks to other blogs you've written, other places to go, but mostly other things you've written. At the very end, you could sneak it in because at the very end, when they get through the whole thing, and you, they have, they have a curiosity. They can, I would say, instead of even getting them to a demo, get them to a webinar. Always drive them to another vehicle that they can learn more from. Okay, that's really good advice. Think of it like this perspective too. If you want to teach someone in a blog post, link them to something that teaches them how to do something with your product. Right. That's another thing too. Like if you have a help center doc, you know what I hate? I see all these companies that like they go buy Zendesk and they make all this documentation and then they never throw it up on their blog. Yeah. You just got somebody to sit down for an hour and like write up uh, 3,000. How many people do we know? Like how many articles did Jim write at Lead IQ? Jim Morris. And like they were up in Zendesk and we didn't put them on the blog and we could have. Or we could have just yeah, had Jim. There were hundreds of articles that we missed out on. And they're probably more accurate than the stuff that we were writing. <laughs> I mean, we were, yeah. I mean, we, we were doing our best, guys. Um, <laughs> the other thing that you can do that's really useful is if you can, if you have an email list and you're listening to this, I think one thing that doesn't, another, like a lot of companies don't do enough of is also getting their own research and doing their own research. We did surveys all the time at Lead IQ. 
We'd email people and ask them to take out surveys. We'd ask what their response rates were, what they were doing for cold calling, cold emailing. Like we'd ask like, have you ever tried this? Have you done a LinkedIn voice message before? How often have you booked a meeting using LinkedIn voice message? Like we would do all kinds of these different insights and things like that to, and, and share that data out loud in public. Yeah. I mean, like it, you have to be constantly talking to your uh, consumer clients or however you want to uh, word them. You just have to be talking to them at all times. And uh, the best way to do it and not pitching, don't yeah. pitch because you're pitching in a void where you don't know what their pain points are. So all you're doing is saying, Hey, like, you know how to get, send better emails. Well, we'll tell you how to send better emails. How do you know they're not sending good emails right now? Like, how do you know what their problems are? Yeah. So, um, kind of wrapping up here, the big part that makes your content better is all these things. You want to try and make your content entertaining and engaging. Don't make it about you, make it about your client, make it about the problem. Actually answer the the situation, whatever's going on. Take ideas that you have out in the real world and poke fun at them. Like find ways to poke fun and use them and then feed your information that you have to give to them into that content that you're doing. Same thing for email, by the way. Like if I write a silly marketing email or something, I write the copy first, it's really silly, and then be like, oh, how do I sneak in the time for this webinar? Or how do I sneak in the CTA to make go sign up for the product? Or go in here and do something. Uh, work backwards and feed those things into the CTA. Rishi, where do you want people to go? Where can people look at your adult children's book? Yeah, on LinkedIn. You can follow me on LinkedIn. All right, so uh, I'm going to be starting posting a lot of these things out for adult children's books and even for your kids. Like, listen, there's a lot of people of kids now and we need to teach them how to sell. So basically what I do is if I like a book on LinkedIn, I'm creating a children's book out of it. You may be next. Guys, I'm going to be a children's book. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, or I might be his target reader. We will see. Anyone that's listening <laughs> to this, by the way, I know it's getting near the end of the year. If you're having some issues with building pipeline, you listen to this episode, or if you're someone that knows some salespeople, we have a, over a thousand buyers now in Pitchfire. You can go to the Pitchfire's marketplace and you can go write a really good pitch to someone. You know what sucks? You write a pitch to someone and then they don't see it in the inbox when you email them or cold call them. With Pitchfire, you only get charged if the person responds to you. So they're going to, they have to respond to you in order for you to cost some money. Go check it out. Go to pitchfire.com. You can submit a pitch to someone right now. It's easy. It's smooth. It's, it's a lot of things. But it certainly isn't Rishi Mather. I'm so happy that this podcast is ending. That's it, Rishi. No comment. No comeback. <laughs> well, no, I thought you were just gonna end it. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> I was. I guess we'll do the fade out music now. <laughs>